And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. I just want to warn everyone that today's episode, if you're watching it on a video form, David and I are both very shiny and we apologize. I showered <laughs> this morning too and I'm like, why? Can I see myself in the? Like, I think that this video is not where doing my well today. Airline is starting to go. No, look at this. I have a cut on my face. Like I, I the shine. I tried a new blush. It's extra shiny. Maybe you tried a different blush and you're just admitting it's not the blush. Oh, uh, can I do a product plug? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is like. This summer, I worked on a project that I can't give the details about, or otherwise they'll sue me because I have an NDA. But let's get to the moral of the story. Okay. You can work backwards from here to figure out what I was working on. Um, <laughs> the FDA doesn't regulate cosmetic products. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, you could take drugs that if you were to ingest. Right. Would be under FDA regulation. Like, right. If you were to make collagen and put it in a pill that you were supposed to swallow the fda has to review that application sure but if you take collagen and you put it in a serum and then you wash it on your face the fda doesn't touch it they just like let it fly and that's very dangerous right because collagen and stuff can be i mean like serums and stuff go into your skin yeah yeah. that's a different story yeah what has happened is the the pharmaceutical industry is now getting smart and they're like, we, they used to hate doing cosmetics because mm. they were like, we don't make any money. There's no regulation. And then they were like, but oh, now wait a like, minute. Oh, there's money. We could take a bunch of drugs that have failed that like are supposed to puff your skin up or like stop scarring and just like whip it into one big serum and then sell it. It costs them like $15 to make. They're like, oh, here's a $400 face cream. I'm shook to the core. It's brilliant and they work. So so, there's this new company. There's this MD. He did this thing. It's called Eighth Day. Okay. It's like insane. There's so much junk that they packed into these things. But is it good junk? And they're amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So like it's like a facelift in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And it works. It stops scarring, like all the fun stuff. But it's essentially just a bunch of drugs that failed clinical trials that were like supposed to stop scarring or improve wound healing or like all these things. And this guy just like mixed them all together and was like, here you go. It's $400, but it works. Holy shit. Well, we're going to be buying that. And the branding's amazing. So shout out to eighth day face brought to you by eighth day. Didn't use it this morning, which is why you can which see why you in can my see forehead. The shine. <laughs> David, once again, we're back here with the hot topics. There have Stop been letting me go on tangents. No, David, let me tell you something. <laughs> the fans have spoken. And when I mean the fans have spoken, I mean my friends have spoken. I told you this on the phone, but I just want to say it once again on the pod that I have had all of my friends call me and be like, oh my God. So like, I guess like, like we, we didn't really listen to the pod before, but we did. No, wait, no, wait, let me take that back. That's not what they said. They said it like this. <laughs> they said, okay, so all my friends had reached out to me, a lot of them actually, and they said, wow, David Haggerty is so brilliant. He knows so much. And not just that, like, he is so entertaining to listen to. I look forward to his episodes. You need to have him on all the time. I go, I have had him on all the time. He's been on <laughs> since the beginning of this podcast has started. And they go, no, 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 no. They just never listened before. 
So I'm glad Ooh, that was now bad. my friends maybe I've are, started hitting no, my stride. No, my friends never listened before. They lied, and that's okay. But it's okay because it means the numbers have boosted up like quadruple now. And um, the people have spoken. They love you, David. Um, and you have been the go-to guy to go to with information, with facts, with pregnancy questions, with depression questions, with anxiety questions, with bipolar questions, all the questions, including now, I guess, something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time and I did not know that it was a specialty of yours because even though I've known you for so long, it's like a learning curve every so single long. day. But this is what's so wild. Okay, so I got an email two days ago from my mom um, with an article from the Daily Mail. And, you know, Daily Mail, very hit or miss, <laughs> like with things, right? Very hit or miss. A lot of misses. A lot of misses. But a lot of hits. A lot of hits. Okay? A lot of hits with the royal family. A lot of misses with science. Sure. But what was interesting <laughs> about it was that it was talking about um, autism and it brought up this medication called Lamictal, Lamotrigen, which is the medication that I was put on for healing, and I say that in quotes, my bipolar one disorder. Now, the reason why this was sent to me was not because of the Lamotrigen. It was not sent to me because of a Daily Mail UK-like hit. It was sent to me because... My mom's um, uh, great niece um, is on the spectrum, um, among many other people in our family, on my mom's side of the family, um, but specifically um, her great niece. Um, and we, it's, uh, I'm, I like always cry about it, but it's, I'm not going to cry, but it's, but it's a very sensitive thing because it's something that, you know, you can argue to the depths of, why did this happen? You know, did this have to do with shots? Did this have to do with environment? Did this have to do with food? Did it have to do with what happened when you were Everything. pregnant? Everything, right? Like, Everything. And, and at the end of the day, yeah. I heard Brendan Fraser on um, Howard Stern last week and or a couple weeks ago now. And it was so fascinating because he lives with a child who's on the spectrum. And he said the best thing that I'd ever heard in regards to autism. Um, he goes, you can argue to the death for why it happened, but it doesn't matter why it happened because it did and it's here and it's what's the solution and how can we help nurture this this human being, right, to be the best form of themselves. Yeah. Um, and so when you see, you know, my my mom's, you know, you know niece who's younger, she's now six or seven, um, don't quote me on that, um, to, to see what the future brings in regards to children who are on the mm -hmm. spectrum, specifically children. Um, and also like, you know, this is my tangent for a second. So give me a moment on my soapbox, no, but keep tangenting. Keep tangenting. You know, I like, I watched that show love on the spectrum and I like, it's the cutest show of all time. It's like amazing. Oh, yeah. And time. it's like Netflix plug, Netflix plug. It is the best show. <laughs> right. And it makes you, believe like, oh my God, like love is so pure. Love is universal. Love is for all of us. And when I watched that show, the first thing I thought of was her because I thought, oh my gosh, like there is hope, right? And it's so beautiful and it's so pure. And I'm not saying, you know, where she is on the spectrum of, of the, you know, is she as high on the spectrum as some of these kids are, are lower and it doesn't matter. But it's the point of what can we do to help? 
And so when my mom saw that the medicine that saved her daughter's life for bipolar disorder possibly could be something that's on the way to saving those who are on the spectrum, it was an emotional game changer to say the least Mm -hmm. for my mom. So David, what is this that we are learning? They said that they are, you know, according to the Daily Mail, they're learning on mice. No, and we this know is you're real. a mice. We know this you're a like mice specialty. Straight up real. Yeah, like mice are your specialty. I don't know what. I don't know what is in the Daily Mail, and I'm not going to plug the Daily Mail for anything other than just like absolutely trashing the royal family, um, and like awkward Boris Johnson photos. Like may he <laughs> rest in peace. He's still alive, but like as sure. the PM, sure. Um, um, okay, how much of a background should we do here? Um, so the, what I think is really interesting yeah, and why I ask this you. question is I'm going to do me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason I find this really interesting is the term on the spectrum sure. is very new. Right. Right. So like the fact that someone, you, not to pick on you, but like without a me. medical training. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But like the fact a that commoner. of it being on the spectrum Lay people, as we like to refer to oh, them in medicine, a lay person. A lay person. <laughs> so, like uh, the 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 it used to be, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual or the ICD, um, International Classification of Diseases (DSM) is Diagnostical and Statistical Manual. These are the things that we use to diagnose and define what are and what aren't sort of mental disorders. Okay. In the fourth revision or sorry, in the fifth revision, so up until the fourth version, they update them like every decade or something. The last update was early 2010s, maybe 2011, 2012. I was in college. My One of my professors was on the revisions committee, which is why I know all the inside baseball here. Wow, She's a boss-ass bitch. We love her. Love her, (laughs) boss-ass bitch. (laughs) They changed it. Mm. It was autism and Asperger's were the two diagnoses People that were more severe got diagnosed with having autism disorder. There's no spectrum yet. Okay. And people that had less severe forms of it, which were just sort of difficulties in social environments, not severe learning disabilities, just like being awkward, essentially, uh-huh. yeah. um, were diagnosed with Asperger's. Asperger's, okay. German scientists, potentially not affiliated. We can do the whole history, history. But he was the guy who came up with the in refrigerator mother terms. Like they thought that autism was originally caused by mothers that were cold to their offspring. What? So the term refrigerator mother came into the vernacular and was essentially like they used to blame mothers for kids that got diagnosed with autism because they thought it was a lack of maternal care in the early years of their lives. That's insane. So this is where we started. Okay. Just for context. And this is where we are now. (laughs) <laughs> so this is where we are now. So for many years, podcast. autism and Asperger's were like two separate tracks. So it's not Asperger's. Fifth... Sorry. No, I, I think it is. I don't know. I don't okay. quiz me okay. on my pronunciation. Okay. 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 He's German. So like, just say Asperger's. it with the German. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Perfect. He drove a, a, a Volkswagen and he diagnosed mothers for being bad mothers. Wow. Crazy. Bad, bad history. Bad. Um, so, what i don't know early 2000s roll around everybody starts getting upset being like this is probably bad and this is like a larger trend right in mental health in general sure sure, sure. we moved from having really classified siloed versions of diseases or disorders 
and move them into this idea of it is a spectrum. Mm. They did it with alcoholism. They turned it into alcohol use disorder. You could have mild, moderate, or severe alcohol use disorder. Right. They did it with autism. Right. You are now autism spectrum. Right. You are mild, moderate, or severe autism. Right. So there was a lot of social pushback. People that were like, that had been diagnosed with Asperger's are like, what do you mean I'm autistic now? Yeah. And then there were people that were like, oh, this is such a saving grace. When I say that my child is autistic, they think they're the worst most unsociable can't dress themselves like like the most severe forms of the disorder sure. and like now that we move to a spectrum disorder um and we're it's like 10 saved years a out lot of people. that change right. it's it's really the unlocked. narrative changed so the narrative changed what also happened was the diag the the rates of diagnosis went through the roof because hmm. the criteria changed it became a more inclusive definition and if you like go back and do a bunch of internet searches, like especially around, I guess we should talk about the vaccine issue as well. <laughs> but like, I mean, like the rates of, of autism spike around this time because doctors are now being refreshed, are more aware of what meets inclusion criteria for a diagnosis. Mm. And more people are now self-identifying as being on the spectrum. Right. Where in previous time, so like, the rates go up and then everyone's like, oh shit, it must be the water. It must be the vaccines. Like, like you said, like people right. start searching for solutions. Right. And, 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 and honestly, like, I know you also can't blame them though, because no, totally. I understand. Because when you have a child that's sick, I mean, I just think of my mom when she was dealing with yeah. me when I was a kid yeah. and the unknown, it's like, you, have no idea. you start doing a countdown, right. Of like, like, why is a kid have an allergic reaction, right? You're like, Shin, yeah. you know, is it is it the food that I'm giving them? Is it the water? Is it mm -hmm. the stuff that I'm in their bubble bath? Like, is it one of their toys? You know, yeah, yeah. you Everything. do these checklists. So it's like, at some point, like, yes, but yeah. you, you can't blame people, you yeah. know? Totally understand. Um, the, 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 the layman's term five second version of the whole vaccine controversy too is Andrew Wakefield publishes a paper in The Lancet in the early 2000s, maybe 2001, 2002. Um, suggesting that vaccines cause autism through um, a change in inflammation state, yada, yada, yada. All the data was fake. Mm. Completely. The paper's been retracted. It's one of the most cited papers still to this day. It's just like bad science leaking into an anxious every day. public. Right, being right, like right. Every day, over and over again, the, the effects compound. Right. You see this huge increase in anti-vax communities, especially in in communities of, of higher socioeconomic status. So like people that have money. So like Northern California, Marin used to be a huge hotspot for people not vaccinating their children because mm, they okay. thought it would cause autism. And then COVID hits and the whole thing flips. What we thought was going to be a really vaccine resistant community because of what happened with autism, we were completely wrong about. And Marin County wow. has one of the highest vaccination rates against COVID. In Why? Out of curiosity. So it's just, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have the real answer right. for you. Why? But it just goes to show you how politicized vaccines plus autism turned out to be and not be rooted in actual medical literature. Right, 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 right. We'll get back to, sure, so the sure. through line, the initial question is what, uh, the, the last caveat I have to do is it is autism spectrum disorder, not disease. Okay. Diseases must have biological underpinnings. If you have high blood pressure, it is a disease. Right. Because I can strap a blood pressure cuff on you, and pump you it up, see. and actually give you a measure, a right. quantitative right, right, measure right, right, of right. this is normal range, you fall above that range. 
for things like autism, we don't know. There is no biomarker, biological sure. basis that we understand. Sure. So what has happened is that an attempt to get to a biomarker, a lot of the research is like, let's find one. Right. Let's right. find a thing we can measure in a blood test or a brain scan or something where we can definitively say, if you are positive on this test, you have this disorder, which would then reclassify it as a disease. And if you're negative, then you're fine. So we've moved that direction. We've tried to do it through genetics. We've tried to do it through brain scans. There are people that look at analyzing first birthday videos, like wow. old okay. school VHS tapes sure. um, of kids' first birthday to try and match their motor movements, their cries and stuff, and like build diagnostic models out of them. The average wow. age of diagnosis of autism is around the age of four. And we know that early intervention helps modify disease severity. So sure. like you could potentially have severe autism, but if you get help early and like get social training and like right, go through right, like right, specialized right. pre-K programs, you can end up being on the mild end of the spectrum. Well, so and also a on a side to note, try like, and diagnose earlier. Right. And like my pediatrician, mm -hmm. like um, mm -hmm. when I first started going to him with, with lady, you know, there were certain mm -hmm. things that he was doing, like certain eye tests, like not like, like, oh, let me check her eyes, but certain like tracking yeah. and stuff yeah, like, like object that. permanence, yeah. like all the fun so stuff. So he did yeah. all of that stuff when like she was six weeks old, started mm -hmm. doing that. And every time we go in there um, to start seeing if there's any signs, because he's very big on totally, this, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. And I'm very lucky because I think. I, and I know I've heard that is a not, lot of, that's not, that's a, not standard a common thing part of yes. primary care. Right. <laughs> no. Right. And I've heard that from a should lot be. of people. Yeah. yeah. Should be. Um, but so like this idea is, is like, we don't really have a good biomarker, but we understand that it's brain development. Sure. Seems to be a large part of this. This right. is what we test for. This is what we try and analyze. Way back when we talked about Lamictal and what's the one that starts with the D Depakote, the other uh -huh. drug that they give people. Um, for bipolar disorder during pregnancy, and we did that huge episode. Right. Those drugs originally were seizure medications. Right. Right. And they are still changed. prescribed for seizures, aren't? Are they not? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. Where most of the clinical trial data comes from, where most of the research and development is done, is in treating febrile seizures. In which, just on a side note, if you have not listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back mm -hmm. because. It's so important for people to understand as to mm -hmm. why the reason why I got off my medication when I when I st started to try to have a baby yeah. mm -hmm. was because it the, the the stuff that was out there right that was the the data yeah. the, the data or whatever was all from anti seizures um, and anti not seizures and not from people who from women bipolar. who lived with bipolar one yeah. disorder which is very different um, so that is why. That happened. So go back and listen to that. Put a pause on this and yes. come back. So what we know is that drugs. So these these drugs, essentially, what they're doing is they're changing the the rate and frequency or intensity at which the neurons in your brain are firing. Right. We like to like neuroscientists will talk like generally about excitability and inhibition. So like if you have a bunch of neurons firing really fast, like that is their excitability profile, right. and then if they stop firing, they they become inhibited sure so and it's like a very controversial term in the research community we won't get into it but there, what you could do is you can essentially stick somebody in an mri machine measure how excitable their brain is and then calculate what we call an excited an excitatory to inhibitory ratio okay how over excitatory or under excitatory is your brain 
And for people that have seizures that are like grand mall seizures where you have all this activity, that excitatory balance is through the ceiling. Right. Your brain is firing too much. Right. Why you're seizing. Yeah. There's a lot of different types of seizures. There are some seizures that happen because your brain actually isn't firing. Right. So it's like this activity of inhibition, like your brain isn't doing what it's supposed to. And then it tries to compensate and has that big spike. And that's why you seize. So it's complicated, but essentially what these drugs do is they change the excitability profiles of the neurons in your brain. Interesting. So they're really good at treating seizures. And then we were like, oh, wait a minute. They're also really good at treating bipolar and schizophrenia. Yeah. Because we know that parts of those disorders have some attributable mass or explain some of the variants. And like, oh, if we give these drugs that change excitability profiles in people's brains, they respond better. And now what people are realizing is, oh, shit, autism spectrum disorder is a developmental neuronal process that goes awry. What if we bias that developmental process by giving drugs that change the excitability profiles through development? Wow. So things like lamictal, when given to somebody who gets an early diagnosis, yeah forcibly rewires the brain potentially for a better outcome. This well, is like old school hammer and chisel into a stone. Like well, this is not it, it a, makes a, sense. like a cool technique yet. It's not no. as targeted. This is like as hammer and stone and like bronze age as you can get in medicine. But, but it people makes are like, sense. oh, wait a minute. And we have all this genetic data and we have all this video data and we have this like what we'll call like multimodal data. Um, blood pressure, blood tests, you know, like if you are suspected to have autism spectrum disorder at an early age, you see a physician often. So with the amount of clinical data that we have describing these situations now sort of interfaced with potential like pharmacology treatments are going to modify disorder outcomes like by magnitudes that we never thought were humanly possible. Well, and I will say this, um, where my my cousin, my little Mm -hmm. cousin is based out of in this town that she lives in, the school there for kids who are on the autism spectrum compared to the normal elementary school Mm -hmm. is bigger. There are, it is more populated. And it is Mm -hmm. so wild to me because Wow, I'm so glad now we're able to say, okay, well, this is, uh, you're on the spectrum. And right, it is a spectrum. It goes from zero to 100. There could be little things in between. You could be high up. But the fact is, there are that many kids in this one town that are living with this and parents Mm -hmm. who are living with this and grandparents and everyone trying to figure out the fact that there is a pill out there that has been tried and tested and true on other similar symptoms of 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 mm-hmm. disorders, right? Not diseases, yeah. disorders. Um, it's very hard to catch yourself. It takes a I lot did, of practice. But I, did. I just did. I just I'm did. proud of you. I just I'm did. very proud of you. Disorders, you know, it's mind boggling that a $3 yeah. a day pill could change mm-hmm. their life. Yeah, it's truly amazing. If you look, and it's starting to make a lot of clarity, like sense too. Like if you yes. look at- how we model autism spectrum in mice. What we do is we make genetic mutants. Is that what it is? the genes that we target. Yeah, so like that we make genetic mutants. We mutate specific genes in mice 
and then like you watch them behave and they seize or they struggle to interact with other mice like you, you essentially try and replicate some validity between the mouse model that you're using and what the human condition right. looks like all the genes we mutate are like neurotransmitter genes like the shank three mouse model is like the most famous version of how you create an autistic mouse like air yeah. quotes for the people that can't see yeah. me it's just like changing excitability profiles in neurons wow. all it is wow single gene mutation recapitulates human autism in a mouse so can i ask so you like, something about like a yes. like a personal thing so mm -hmm. you know there are there are many things that i do not talk about on the podcast that I guess I could talk about, but I never thought to talk about it. But certain things that I have, certain tactile issues, certain sound mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have severe OCD. I don't really talk about it that much. Everything I do has to add up to five and I have to count it to five. And, you know, but that... I should talk about it since it's all mental health, but it's like when I laugh at you, you know, but, I know, you know, but it, let's laugh. But I mean, when I have other issues, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Like, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? Like, mm -hmm. I have to add every address to become one number. Um, uh, neither here nor there. But there are moments that have happened in my relationship with Sturgis where he has sat me down in a very serious matter and been like, I really think it wouldn't be a bad idea if you got tested to see if you were on the spectrum. I'm like, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> me calling him crazy. You know what I mean? Like, the normal one in the relationship. Like, you're, you're insane. Um, I was like, how dare you label me? You know, as I'm, like, hosting like, a mental health podcast my and I label yeah. myself, you know? Um, and, like, it's, it's just turning the tides. But it was one of those things where... I, you know, I'm not saying that it's genetic or whatnot, but we know that bipolar disorder is genetic and it comes from my dad's side, mm -hmm. but there are certain, you know, spectrum issues that I've noticed on my mom's side that, yeah. and we've seen it now with, with my, my cousin. Mm -hmm. um, is there a possibility that the reason why Lamictal worked so well for me was Ooh, because there was a little know. bit of a spectrum issue on top of the bipolar disorder? Or am okay, I now so, just like craving no, 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 more, no, no, more no, issues no, no, and I'm like. No, no. So what we're going to get started on is how do I do this in a way that doesn't lead us down a two hour tangent? And we, we can also a put big, a pause in this and put a pin in this because this is a conversation. I might actually have one in this room. <laughs> David is getting to The DSM is like this DSM is like this thick. And what I'm does like DSM stand for again? The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Right. Okay. So like the, the book that we use to diagnose sure. mental health disorders, I've gone through it because I'm a, a nerd. Yeah. I think I meet criteria for like 17 different disorders. Sure. But like the issue here is that there is a bunch of overlap in symptoms between right? all of them. Right. So this is not medical advice. This is not me trying to predict the future. But what this is me is, and there are other researchers that will fall in line with this, but maybe not to the extent that I do. Okay. I fundamentally believe that there are probably an actuality defined by a biological basis. Like something is wrong. Here's a biomarker. We can measure it. Probably four or five mental disorders. Right. Diseases. Yeah. We have created hundreds of names for them. Right. And find ways to describe them differently bipolar one versus bipolar two versus you know but you're saying in the grand scheme versus, of things it's all the same shit man yeah it's all the same like 
you have what likely is happening is that there are some overlap between all of these disorders. I don't think Lamictal worked for you better than it might work for somebody else because you are on the spectrum. What I think is, is that in your brain, like the actual underlying biology, there is something that is transiently different that Lamictal targets mm. that happens to the Venn diagram. The middle happens to be the overlap between the diagnostic criteria right. for right. bipolar disorder and autism. It is not that you have both. Right. It is that both are described by the same common disease. Like I will, the fancy word is etiology, like the, the occurrence of what's going wrong biologically that uh, causes us to use language that describes those two diseases as something different. It's probably the same underpinning. Right. Right. So like you're taking a drug that doesn't care what the label the doctor gives you. Right. Right. You're taking a drug that targets some biology that is supposed to make the label that you've been given better. Right. And just because you haven't been given a label of autism spectrum disorder does not mean that the genetic targets that underlie these things sure, are sure. not present in your body that then they can act on. Sure. Like I like I mean like fundamentally speaking, like I'm probably somewhere on the spectrum. Like how are you? And like I, we, a lot of researchers make this joke, like how are you this excited and like meticulous and detail oriented about a single research topic for 35 years and make a career out of it? Like yeah, there are elements yeah. of psychosis, of science. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Well, I did get diagnosed with that one, but <laughs> the psychosis part is not a mystery. But I mean, like uh, uh, extremely good at math and science. Like I'm not but trying to me. stigmatize that's or me. generalize to yeah. like make people that have these. I'm like I'm not no. doing this to disparage, but like there are some truths to the stereotype. 100%. Struggle with 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 social stimuli. Struggle with strong light and sound. Like extremely detail oriented and like have the ability to do math that like most people cannot even describe in English. Yeah. Like it is like there are a lot of characteristics that fit that mapping. Right, right. Like there are a lot of characteristics. Like if you're somebody who's diagnosed with bipolar disorder, you're probably also going to like, just because the way it's written likely meet criteria for borderline personality disorder, for mild depression, for anxiety disorder, for OCD. Like it doesn't mean that you also have all of those things right. in air quotes. No, totally. The, the overlap exists because scientists and physicians don't know what they're doing right like we need to get better and like the best we can do is create buckets and then put people into buckets and try and say well if we pick this, this bucket up what's the best way we can treat it yeah yeah and like that's not to say that that treatment won't also work for a bunch of other disorders yeah but like we're in the process of figuring this out this isn't you know sure i have high blood pressure take a statin or like their insulin is low like pump it like it's complicated you know like i i don't actually know this but i wouldn't i will likely guess where in the country your but yeah like, please family member and these students in this school are and it's probably near a facility at which they create pesticides in the midwest why do you like, say that I, look I, again like I, environmental ding, 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 ding. toxins 
like environmental toxins by genetic exposure. Like, yeah, the easy one to be is like, oh, it's causing autism, but it's also causing a bunch of other shit too. Yeah. Uh, but, like, but why do you think all of a sudden people have allergies that are like insane that cause them to go into anaphylaxis? Yeah, like we're right, right, just so they go to get back to like the so I have this friend who I'm going to go work with at the NIH. She's amazing. She studies. There's a subpopulation of people who have autism that their symptoms get better when they get hot. When they get hot? Why? They go in saunas for like 30 minutes to an hour, and then they come out of the sauna, and for the duration at which their body temperature is elevated, they no longer present with autism. The change of temperature... Cause your neurons to fire differently. So there are people that induce fevers through sauna, through drugs that cause your core body temperature to go up, that alleviate symptoms of autism because it changes the way that your neurons fire in your head. But how long does that last for? Only a couple hours? Nope. Transient. What does that mean? So there's there's people like it, it just goes away quickly. Like, like oh, once like your body temperature returns that's, to but normal, that's what I mean. Back. Like it's yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like five. You can't 10 minutes. keep that up like for a long time. You could live in a sauna potentially. Well, there's certainly people trying to figure this out, <laughs> but like no, like again, and like it makes sense. It's just fundamental physics. PV equals NRT. Like, so what about Ernst people equation. that live? It's like okay, basic. You just what change if the people temperature. Live your in neurons the desert. fire differently. Okay, but what if people who live in the desert? You know what I Why mean? Why do you think people that have severe immune, like immunology, like compromised disorders, like lupus, like recurring, relapsing, remitting sure. things like MS, where do they tell those people to go live? I don't know. Arizona. Because of the constant heat of the neurons. It's hot. So you're it's saying dry. living in the cold there is a bad idea. allergens. Well, it's not that it's a bad idea. No, but I'm it's- just saying that- through evolutionary time mm-hmm. and like modern, like industrial era intoxicants and pollutants destroying your water and food supply, like mixed with a genetic history or predisposition to these things. Mm-hmm. If you grow up next to a fertilizer plant or like, you know, like we're dumping thousands of tons of nitrates on soil in the Midwest so we can grow a bunch of food for everybody. Like when you inhale these things, when you have them in your water, when you're like constantly exposed to them and there's potentially some sort of genetic predisposition, like the odds that you're going to develop these things go through the roof. I, I, I like, it's such a, it's such a, like the EPA a isn't a joke, man. It's like a, it should be a healthcare crisis. Right. It's not like, oh, you shouldn't be able to dump your toxic, like PFAS and, you know, C40 chemicals in the water. Like it's causing people to get sick. Yeah. And it's and like, so obvious. People will look you in the face and tell you, no, this isn't true. You're like a crazy radical liberal, like yada, yada, yada. But like at the end of the day, these forever chemicals, the way that we try and have modern farming practices, the, the the things that we release into the air, like those things alone won't do it for you. But if you've got environmental risks mixed with genetic exposure, mixed sure. with the right timing, 
Like, why do you think incidence rates are through the roof in some counties in America? Like, I don't mean yeah. to, like, dumb it down no. or be like, how have you not figured no. this out yet? But it's just like, it, the but writing I, but is I, sort of the, on the wall. Well, and the thing is, is we just like, don't talk about it ever because nobody wants to because totally. then it scares the shit out of everybody. Totally. And I think that that's the problem, right, is that I... I'm a firm believer in the environment, like affects who you are. I'm a firm believer in obviously genetics, right? Of like genetics affecting mm -hmm. who you are. I'm also yeah. like a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs person in the sense where I'm not over here like being like, don't get this, you know, shot, don't get this no, medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also at the same time being very like cautious and aware, especially having a baby now, baby. like being like, okay. I know what symptoms I went through when I lived with bipolar disorder. I know it's genetic. So if I can make sure that she eats very healthy or certain things that she does that's not going to yeah, trigger totally. that, then why would I not do that? You know, and I think yeah. that that's where it's like. And like the last, you know, like I don't want to make it seem like, oh, these people that live in the Midwest, you know, like I'm from the Midwest. Like I grew up near cornfields, like. The, the issue is, is like, yes, this is a very small increase in the incidence rate of, of autism spectrum disorder. But then like you look at the confounding factors that accelerate that. If sure. you model, so like one of my favorite papers of all time, like a nerd thing. If you're a nerd, you have like a favorite scientific paper. It's yeah. like a requirement to being a nerd. Is they looked at California right around the time when like all these incidence rates were going up for autism when they switched the diagnoses. And they asked a very simple question was, does autism spread like the common cold? Mm -hmm. Like, is it communicable? Like right. if I cough on you and I have is it gonna, right. a respiratory virus, like you are, the probability of you getting a respiratory virus is like much higher. Sure. Like we understand communicable versus like, if I have cancer and I cough on you, you are not going to get cancer. Right, right. If you model autism, it looks communicable. Mm. It looks like people are giving it to each other. Mm. And it's not, but- no what but like what we do to describe the way in which autism spreads through communities is that there is likely some environmental factor or pool of genetic commonality like if you look at this is like kind of gross to think about and i'll throw the amish community under the bus and like the Ashkenazi jewish because they all sleep with each other it's like a yeah. common ancestral line think about it like it, it, why do you think all the russians have hemophilia they all slept with each other it's like the same common line like if there is a pool of humans that are more closely related to each other than like the surrounding communities uh -huh. that pool is more genetically predisposed to environment triggering autism as the first few cases of autism start to roll Everyone in the community is going to now be hyper vigilant to be like, oh, this could happen to my kid. I'm going to go take them into the doctor's office and get them checked. Right. And they're going to end up as mild on the spectrum. Right. Versus if they weren't in that community, they never would have had a reason to go get tested. Sure. Sure. So you can look at how actual biological, environmental, genetic interactions accelerate like social diagnoses of communities being like, oh, my friend's kid just got diagnosed with autism. My kid might be acting a little weird. I'm going to go take them and get right. a diagnosis. Right, right. So if you look at how that actually gets modeled, that's like how in it communities is. in California, right. it looks like autism is spreading like the flu. These kids were completely <laughs> fine. Yeah. They were just, they had scared parents. And that's totally understandable, but I'm like, and, and I'm, I don't want this to become a runaway. Yeah, right. So I don't want this to become a runaway train 
where people are like, oh shit, I need to go get my kids sure. tested because I live next to like a toxin or the no, river no, 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 is no, polluted no. or like, but like I, diseases aren't easy to put in boxes. No, and and I wish and that more like doctors. Something like autism is like the hardest way to do it. Totally. But you've got to like, once you start to understand the mechanics by how yeah. these things play out, then it like, for some people, it obviously scares the shit out of them. But for someone like me, I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. Well, no, it totally makes sense. And I think that the most important <clears throat> thing that we have to do is, I think what my whole goal is after, you know, having this in my family and learning about it and also having a cousin who um, actually was in his 30s when he was diagnosed to be on the spectrum. Um, And it made sense. Like everything that ever happened to him his entire life, it was like the same sort of thing with me with bipolar. It was like, wow, everything makes sense. And like Mm -hmm. now he can live his life like thriving, you know, because it's like he had the tools finally, you know. Um, But I think my whole goal, you know, of this podcast and all this is it's beyond just like, oh, bipolar disorder. It's like, I want to bring awareness to autism, you know, to spectrum disorders, to bipolar disorder, to depression, to anxiety, and and teach people not to be fear, like like fear-mongering, you know? Like, not that at all, but it's about being like, hey, here's the awareness, you know? Let's try to shake up the the doctor community, try to get them to Mm -hmm. be like, hey, help each other out. It's about communication, you know, and not, and like the fact that I found a doctor, a pediatrician that, you know, six weeks postpartum, I was in there and he was talking to my baby, like trying to figure out and like, go, okay, these are the signs and continually does that, you know, to try to figure out like, is there spectrum disorder? Is there something going on? You know, and being overly aware because a lot of doctors are not. And a lot of people are not. And it's about bringing the science community and the lay community, as you call us, um, together as one so we can help each other out. Because at the end of the day, we are all human beings just trying to survive and thrive and live the best possible way we can. Um, David, once again, hats off to you for being the best. Any final words? I'm sorry I'm shiny today. I'm sorry I'm shiny today. But we're shiny together. The people aren't going to think I'm attractive anymore. Dude, they think you're very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) 